Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. Today we got Stuart. Today we got Brayden. Uh, Stuart and I just finished a round of golf. How'd you shoot, Stu? Uh, under 100, so good for me. That's really good. I oh, drops. Let's go. Let's go, right? What'd you shoot, actually, like 96, 97, something like that? Uh, No, 99. 99? Okay, under 100, yeah. <laughs> I shot 98, Braden. Did you? And yeah. I hit the best shot I've ever hit in my entire how, life. How it was out? unbelievable. It was sand trap birdie shot. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done that before. I found my sand wedge while moving this week and I haven't used it in years. My second shot with it into the hole. Give it to me now. I, I played uh, really well, though. Yeah. I forgot to tell you guys, I had a game uh, like a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, I meant to tell you my score here, so I'll read it off. So it wasn't the long, it wasn't the longest course. Sure. Front nine was uh, two thousand yards for par uh, thirty-one. <laughs> All right, par. short par. I shot a thirty-five on the Four front over on the back at uh, eighteen hundred yards. So again, pretty short. You know, there's a couple Very holes. short. Yeah. There's a couple holes though where you could burst out the driver there. Uh, par 30, I shot a 64. So your boy on a par 61 shot a very nice 69. Mm. Nice. Yeah, does I that think count as breaking? in the back nine, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that count as breaking 90 or uh, breaking 70? No, not really. Will I tell people I broke 70? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I shot a 69. Well done. <laughs> I was so happy and heated for Tyre at the same time, too, because right before his chip in for Birdie from the sand pit, I chipped from off the green and almost dunked it in the hole, but the pin was in and it like lipped around it and popped out and then oh. basically off the green. No, that's COVID rules, dude. That counts. And then proceeded <laughs> to double bogey it. But we're getting yeah, too no, far into double... our golf Ugh. game. <laughs> Sorry, monkey pox rules. That counts. As a Leafs fan, <laughs> golf, golfing uh, is kind of what we do in the summer. But what we do in August 30th, September 1st is preview the NHL season a little bit by giving our ideas about what the Tage Thompson contract is like, what Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh is going to do. We're going to talk to some Dallas R- RFAs, but really what I'm excited for is Brain's Love Corner later. Brayden, we have some juice, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a yes. Okay. You really cut out there. That's how woo that was. I hope that echo picks up. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Okay, um, let's start with Tage Thompson. Is that an overpayment, you guys think? Seven years for $7.5 million by the Buffalo Sabres for one of their young upstart forwards. So, look, I went to two Vancouver Canucks games this year, right, when I was living out in Vancouver. Back-to-back even, so the game one was uh, Vancouver-Calgary on a Saturday night, and Cal- Vancouver got spanked 5-2. Not great. Paid a lot of money for nosebleeds. Not fun. Next night. Against wait, Vancouver lost last year. Who would have imagined next game against (laughs) Buffalo? So paid, uh, I think half the price, maybe even uh, less for five rows back from the front. Turns out Buffalo on a Sunday night is not a very popular game to go to. No, a Sunday afternoon, uh, where the Canucks proceeded to lose 3 2 in overtime. Sick JT Miller goal that game. However, man, Tage Thompson, seeing that guy live. (laughs) He's big. Like, I know he's big. Like, you know, you see that he's what, 6'5 or whatever? 6'6? He's 6'6, I'm pretty sure, 2'18. Yeah. Like, 
it doesn't do justice, man. Like when he's out there, like he's a big boy. You're like, holy fuck, like he's big. And he looked dangerous every shift he was out there. He looked deadly with the puck. He was making plays. He was getting physical. Like by all means, like just watch the player. I was like, this guy's fucking amazing. Like unreal. Yeah, it does look like a strong power forward. Uh, so this year's stats, 78 games, 38 goals for 30 assists for a total of 68 points. Now, remember, he was in the Ryan O'Reilly trade. That's pretty good. Uh, previous years, last year, 38 games, 8 goals, 6 assists, 14 points. The year before, one NHL game, no points. And then back in 2018, so the year before, 65 games, 7 goals, 5 assists. And the year before that, 41 games, 3 goals, 6 assists. So not a whole lot before this year to go on. When we look at shooting percentage, uh, he was shooting 8% the year before. All the years where he's kind of played like a lot, he shot 5 to 8%. Uh, this year, he shot 15%. A little bit of a heater because the league oh, average is what, like 11% for a forward? 10%? Something, something like that. Yeah, I think it's closer to 10. Like mm-hmm. Stamkos 10. is around 15, and Stamkos is like an elite sniper. Like he's the best sniper yeah. in the league in terms of finishing percentage. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, chances are that regresses, regresses and he doesn't keep it up. Now, can he become a 20 goal guy? You know, it's a, it's an, to me, it's already an overpayment on what he is right now. Um, <laughs> Correct. So you're betting a lot that he's going to grow into it, right? Like, I, I don't know if you guys had the J fresh card on him. No defense, insane finishing, like 94% or something like that. Really? So you got to expect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to expect that the finishing goes down. Like, He's pretty deadly off the rush, um, and he's really good at creating chances. But when you look at the goals, like a lot of them came from pretty far out. You know, if you th- want to think of that home run plate area, um, which if you want to visualize, think of a uh, think of a home uh, you know a you know home plate in baseball, like a pentagon, and what that looks like. Uh, you know, it goes from the goalie to the uh, the faceoff dots in the offensive zone and across. That's your little home, <laughs> yeah. okay. your home plate area. So. Yep reason I bring that up is that's where your high scoring chances occur in, right? Like you're the most likely to score when you take a shot in there. Sure. Very small chance of it going in outside. A lot of his goals went in outside of that plate area. So it suggests that he was getting lucky and riding a little bit of a bender there. Um, well, I mean, like you said, he has 56 goals in his career, 223 games played last year was 38 of those 56 goals. And you're <laughs> paying him seven and a half million for seven years, Braden. That's an overpayment now. And like, if even if he keeps it up, like you're just paying what he's his market value would be. Yeah, and I hope he I, does I, keep it up because like he's a fun player to watch and dude, like he's a center too. Like that's huge for Buffalo, and who doesn't want to see them do good at this point, right? True. But it's uh, I it just it really feels like a one year show me deal should have been the way to go. And oh, for sure. sure, you risk like having to pay nine or ten at that point. But like, if you I have doubt a, it. I, I think you do. If you've got a center who can put up 70 points, you're looking at around eight or nine mil, but Maybe. I'd rather well, have the extra year of guarantee of in terms of like, okay, we know he can do this. Then the, all right, we've got another potentially bad deal on the books for seven well, more years. That's kind of what I was thinking though, is like Buffalo kind of needs to be kind of careful with their cap space. So like, even like when Gensel joined the Penguins in that first year and he scored like 40 goals or whatever, they immediately signed him like 6 million bucks for a good chunk of years. Right. I don't know if that's kind of the same route that Buffalo is trying to go here and just try to, you know, get their number one center for, you know, a while until if Dylan Cousins even passes that. But and Cousins may be a winger, right? Like it just yeah. 
even so though, like Tage Thompson can have played with very good people in Buffalo for his career as well. Like no. last season was probably his best wingers. And honestly, next season, like if he gets Alex Tuck for a full season, if you know, if Cousins goes to the wing, like I don't mind Olafson, like he could keep up he could replicate what he did last year, I think, to be honest. He could. Oh, I would no, be I, stunned. I think he's got the talent to do it. Uh and I hope 40 he does goal it. pace. I don't know about 40 goals, man. To me, it's more of a like if he can get 25 goals and 35 assists. I don't even think 35, man. To me, he feels like a 25-25 player. So where... 50 points, you're paying $7.5 million? Like, yeah, I think he's but... a 60-point guy for sure. Yeah, it, you think? I would hope you were paying him to be at least a 60-point guy. Well, even Tyler and I saw him live twice last we season. We saw him live twice. He looked, I, think he scored, I think he got four points. I think he got yeah. yeah. he got three goals and a helper in two games. But again, against Edmonton and Toronto, too. So combined, like, uh-huh. like three of us saw three of his games. Are we going to use that as our you know, end-all, be-all just because he looked godlike in those? I don't know. The Sabres are using one-year sample size, so I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but Sabres are also slowly getting better as a team. Like they I do. do feel most confident about this group. Like it, I, I said it before to you guys. Like I feel so much better about this group without Jack Eichel than with, which is an insane thing to say for sure. But dude, a defense group with Owen Power, Rasmus Dahlin, and Henry Yokiaryu. I know Yokiaryu is kind of like the what in there, but like that's a good young defenseman, man. Like I really it, like that. He that's is your good. second pair lefty. Dude, your power and their number one on Corey Promin's rankings and all of the NHL for their pipeline. Their defense is leading that as well. Yeah, of their under-22 guys. And yeah, they got Jack Quinn coming up. That's another winger who he just got the uh, HL Rookie of the Year. Um, oh, yeah? Great sniper, yeah. <laughs> so they're definitely sure. It seems to be like their big thing is centers in terms of where they need the most. Um, and obviously, do goaltending. We'll see what happens there. They got Uka Pekalukkanen, uh, Sudbury <laughs> Wolf alumni. Uh, what a who's good got, name. Wait, sorry, what's his name? name? Uka Pekalukkanen. Um <laughs> Uka Pekka is his first name. Uka Pekka is his first name. I'm pretty sure Uka Pekka is the first name. Yeah, I don't think it's Pekka Lukanen. I think it's Uka Pekka Lukanen. Finnish goaltender, so he's probably like off or something. I don't know. I'm just going off of him being Finnish, but he's He's probably going to be as good as Miko Kiprasov. Yeah, maybe even better. Um, I I don't know, man. It's it's good vibes around the Sabers, and I just really hope that they don't ruin it through shitty contracts yet again. We saw it with Akpozo. We saw Jeff Skinner come back. I mean, he had a great year this year. Hopefully, he can. Jeff Skinner again. That's what I was um, going to say. I think the Tage Thompson contract will still look better if he gets to play with Skinner that scores 30 goals a season mm. or 35 goals a season playing on his wing. But if Skinner yeah. goes back to scoring seven goals. Well, they went from going, hey, let's put Skinner on the fourth line. If let's put him on the first line and see what happens. He should never have been on the fourth line. You, just based on the fact that he's making $9 million. <laughs> I don't care how bad he's playing. You're Buffalo. Yeah. You're not he's making the playoffs anyway. Six, no matter what. There. Yeah, he has to play in the top six well i think we can transition over to the dallas rfas then if we're done with that dallas has 10 million in cap space but they still have two of their most important players to sign in jason robertson the better robertson brother and their star goalie average goalie what is he jake ottinger i dallas is playing ottinger edinger how buffalo should have played thompson to me because you look at Ottinger's regular season, not that inspiring. But it's decent, right? But like it's Average. pretty more in line with what you expect out of like a rookie goaltender in the NHL. Mm-hmm. His playoffs, like, dude, that guy was like bubble depth go, eh? Like he was unstoppable. You couldn't get a puck past him. He almost single handedly cost um Oh my god, why am I blanking? It's Calgary, right? In the first round. Yeah, it was Calgary. He for sure played a role in 
destroying that confidence going into the second round. I think just like Dempko had done to the uh, the Knights, you know, a couple of years back. He had 17 but... goals above expected in this series. <laughs> Wasn't that like second best in the entire playoffs? Of all he time, played... yeah, or something like that in the series. Oh, of all time? Or oh, yeah. maybe in the first round or something, I think yeah. Even crazy. in the entire playoffs, he was still top three in goals saved above expected. Right, and he played season. one round. And uh, he played one round. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So he played, I'm just bringing up here. In the playoffs, he played seven games. In the regular season, he played 48 games this year. So regular season, 914 save percentage. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, 48 games, and his record was 30-15-1. Uh, and one. That is actually still a very good record. That's actually 7-0 really and good. in the playoffs, so he's godlike. But, you know, obviously, Edinger's camp is going, hey, we're going to – this guy should be paid based off his playoff. And Dallas is, you know, leaning more towards a small sample size. Um, yeah, you should grind them down. I, I do think that. But I don't know how much cap space does Dallas have. Tyler, you said you were bringing up their cap friendly. Ten million. Ten million. Ten point three. And they have Robertson, Enger, and that will fill up their lineup. That's and Robertson's at least eight million dollars, I think. Well, yeah. it's ten point three exactly. You think Robertson's eight million? I think really? he gets. Bri- I think he gets bridged seven by three or something like that. I think. He's I think you have gonna to come six or seven by three. You do have to. Do you guys like have seen that draft class, right? I, the what do you mean, draft like, class? Exactly. So in 2017, Dallas took third overall, Miro Heiskanen, 26th oh, yes, overall, draft, Jake yeah. Edinger, and then 39th overall, Jason Robertson. They built their top three players. They're yeah. The first three picks in that draft that they took were like literally their, their core now. <laughs> that's their core. Yeah, their wow. core aside from like Rupe Hintz. Mm-hmm. Who was also drafted two years before that in the second round. They got a good group yeah. count up, man. They've got, as you guys know, uh, a Brayden favorite, Logan Stankoven. Uh, him coming up too. They've... You love Stinky. I do love him, man. <laughs> He's nasty. But like they got a good group coming up young. So I see why they want to make sure that they keep things, you know, appropriately capped. Like next year you have to re-sign Hintz, Garyanov, and a couple others. Garyanov's like also off, but he probably just leaves I there. So anyways, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, dude, like I don't know if you saw um, Dom Lachizen, Lachizen, yeah, 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 yeah. Dom from the Athletic. Yeah, Dom from the um, Athletic. He's got a model that you know showcases based off of uh, wins above average or wins above replacement, rather. Um, yeah. You know the worst contracts in the league, and Sagan is on there, man. I think That's, Ben was close too. Yeah, they're both. They got it. If those guys don't turn it around, then like it makes you know penny pinching all the more important. Um, I mean, they're both making above nine and a half million at thirty and thirty-three. Like, they both had forty no move clauses too. Sub fifty seasons this year, man. Tyler Sagan, of course, it's injuries with him, which has been sad. His last couple of years, forty-nine sad. points, fifty points. Like it's. But bring to your point, he's like nine point eight mil until twenty twenty-seven, and he had hip surgery and can't play the same now. Hip surgery as a skater, you've played hockey. You can't. That's everything. Is your hips? You can't be your the hips same player. Are everything. After you get hip surgery, you just can't do it at nope. 30 years old. So are you going to be still, you know, can he recover? It's Tyler Sagan. Like, He'll I'm, be serviceable in the NHL, just not worth $10 million on your first line. Dude, look, not I'm a lot more willing. If I've got to bet $9 million on somebody, even let's say $6 million on uh, an older, you know, guy who's had injuries, I'd rather put on a guy like Tyler Sagan than a guy like, I don't know, Louis Erickson. It's Tyler sure. Sagan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's Tyler Sagan. Yeah. You know, that dismisses Erickson being, like, one of the league's most underrated players for a long time. But still, like, 
still one of the best players in the league for a good chunk of his career. Only two years ago, helped lead his team to the conference finals. Um, yeah, man. Like, they're both... Ben, I think, is on the decline. Just the style of play that he is. Yeah, he's 33 as well. He's 33. He plays a physical game. His skating's never been a strong suit. Like, Hates I, box. I, I, <laughs> he does hate box. And we're not talking about the penalty box, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um. So... so- you Wait, guys think Robertson's eight million? Really? Yo, I, ahead, I have a question, question for you guys about uh, Sagan and Ben. Okay. So Ben is nine point five for three years, and Sagan is nine point eight five for five years. If you could start this season as Dallas, losing one of them, which one would you lose? If you could take one of those people off the roster, would you take? How many ben? years do they have left again? Sorry, Sagan's five years, Ben's three years. Wow. You think Sagan then, even though you think he is does have. You know, the maybe more potential and three years younger. To He's come got back more potential, surgery. but there's higher risk. And the biggest thing there, like you know, I'm big on term. Term is like the big one. That always you do me. hate term. Yeah, I do. Okay. Term term is the death because it's another two years you get stuck with that deal. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing with Ben too is that like if this is it for Sagan, he can't play a bottom six role. Jamie Ben, even if it's an overpayment, like that's kind of like a Lucic thing, right? Where okay, that's still a guy you could plug in your bottom six and just watch him run rampant, hit bodies still have good strong defensive results and chip in you know obviously chip in more offense than lucic um but a guy who could play that role right or it's if more you applicable. need to buy him out later it's way cheaper to buy out ben than say that's also true yeah so i keep ben um you talked to me just that. because of that yeah like yeah, it's me a tough too. one because I, I i do think it's uh, there's a very strong likelihood and chance there that second comes back but who knows maybe he goes the vinnie lecavier route and just had this insane peak and just fell off. So let me ask you guys this. You guys really think Jason Robertson's worth 8 million? Like talk about paying a player weight, like a lot and betting on him. Cause he doesn't have much sample size either. Tage Thompson has a hundred more games played. I mean, Granted, man, Jason... they have the same amount of goals. But Robertson's been good. Like since he showed up, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a big thing to me is like, that's true. He didn't just have the big breakout year. Like that was his rookie year. He had 45 points in 51 games. Then his second year in the NHL where it's okay, show me. He puts up 79 and 74 with 41 goals. Um he scored 41, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a guy to me. No, you give him hey, Jason, here's eight years. Let's take you to when you're 30. And you want to go eight you're by eight. You try to get him for cheaper. That's I think if new... you get eight by eight is solid. I don't think he takes eight by eight. I don't think so. Really, eh? Yeah. Yeah. He wants more. I if I'm him, I go, I just scored 40 goals. You want me at eight million? No fucking way. Well, you can give me eight half, million me for like less term than maybe go eight by six years. But eight my point four. again, like as much as I can hate term, sometimes you need it in other cases. You give term, you give term to your core players to your twenty three year olds that score. Yeah, 40 it goals. seems you hate yeah. term when people are over thirty, but under yeah. thirty, it's like as long as they're under thirty, who cares? To me, if you're under thirty and you're a good player. You want it to like I, I want to say you want it to under twenty seven because if you're a twenty eight year old and you're given an eight year deal like you're thirty six. No, honestly, here's no. I, if this is a player we're talking Demaris. about, and they're, they're worth paying, and they're under thirty. You give them a deal that goes till they're thirty. To me, thirty is kind of that cutoff where it's like, okay, let's reevaluate and see where they're at. If they're twenty five, you can give them a five year deal. I think that's okay. I think there's a good chance that they're going to make it to thirty. Once they hit thirty, what are they looking on that other side of the fence? Hmm. Right. If you have a 27 year old winger who's coming or, you know, how's McKay? He's like 27, isn't he? 26. Okay. And they give him what, four years? Yeah. 
okay. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I think the price point's a little pricey. They're buying their peak. They're this supposed to be their peak, 26 yeah. to 30. Yeah, exactly. So maybe not their offensive peak, but like they're all around. Right. They peak. just, they've been in the league that they extra understand year. The league. Yeah. They still exactly. have their bodies. Yeah. They that's figured it. it out. You know what they are? Like those are the years where you get them. So like for term wise, I like that deal. I would have, I think I would have preferred maybe like three years, but am I going to complain about three to four for a free agent? No. Yeah. Um. So that's my thing there. Like, again, coming back to, I guess if we want to like keep it with the Canucks in the sense there, Pedersen, they bridged. I hate that, man. You should have gone long-term on Pedersen. Hughes, they got for six years. Oh boy, dude, 28 years old when he expires, he's going to be a UFA. He's going to be gonna, expensive. He's going to cash in. They should have gone pay the extra million. And then they couldn't because cap space. They should have paid the extra million and a half or whatever. Get Quinn Hughes till 30. Get Pedersen till 30. Well, here's the thing. That's exact. That's the exact situation that Dallas is in. Great yep. example. They only have 10.3. And instead of Houston PD, they have Robertson and Ottinger, two members of their core. So what do you guys think they do? It sounds fine to Danny giving Robertson's 8 million. Okay, now you have two and a half million less than that for Ottinger. You can't do that. You need to give him less. So you need to bridge him. So you have or you to gotta move out money. three year deal. Right. You got to move out money, money too. So and it's uh-huh. late in the season. So what are they going to do? I say that they signed Robertson to maybe a three year deal worth six and a half, seven. You're most likely going to be forced into having to uh, just because the cap ramifications around the league, right? No one has space anymore at this point. No one's willing to give it up. I mean, what do we see Patrick trade for? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, then who can you trade? Like, and here's the thing, though, I guess, right? Where in hindsight, you know, who are their free agency signings? They got Mason Marchman at three or four years by four and a half. I like Mason Marchman. I think he's a good player. But when we look at Dallas as a whole, where they're at with the Sagan and Ben contracts um, and with that next young cork coming up, to me, the Marshman move is a let's go win now and be competitive. That's when I don't, I don't like that move. I don't think it should have been done. I think that's a four and a half million that could have set you up for the next, you know, they could have Ottinger and Robertson signed. Exactly. And maybe not long-term on Ottinger because I think they would have played it hardball and they should have played a hardball the whole time. Mm-hmm. But you would be able to go and give Robertson that eight years, play your hardball. And even if you had to capitulate a little bit on your bridge deal with Ottinger, you've got an extra 4.5, right? Yeah, it'd be nice. It, even if we're saying right now they've got, what, 10.5 and they give, let's say, nine to... uh you know, our boy Robertson there, which is like, probably honestly, I think that's very high still. Yeah. Like, well, that sounds high for eight years though, with the cap going up. Like, I don't think nine is that atrocious, especially What's... for a 40 goal score, dude. Like that's sure. But I... I think I don't, I still don't see it happening. Wait, what's the, uh, what's the actual cap right now? Because Kadobin, like, does anyone know how Anton Kadobin is he going to play next season? Because he's on LTIR right now. So that could give them an extra 3.3, I think, because cap's what, like 82 or something like it's that? It's 82, yeah, that's but... right. And you, if you're close so to the have... cap, you can go over with LTA. Yeah. So they'd have, have not like in the offseason. Million. Not in the no. offseason, no, but no. they'd have like 13 million. Yeah, but then you aren't able to accumulate daily cap tolls, right? So like, it still hurts. You don't want to be using LTR if you don't have to. Um, mm-hmm. If that's what it takes to get a guy like Jake Ender signed, then for but sure. But you're right. If that's you're your future goal, right? to play. They might do that. I didn't realize that. So you're right. Dallas could have about 14 million. And then we're looking at Ottinger, 6 million, Robertson, 8 million. And you can do that. Or I didn't do the math there, right? But yeah, five and eight. I yeah. think would be probably five pretty eight, close. To what they get. Like yeah. five by two years for Ottinger, or maybe even just one year. 
not a math podcast. This is a hockey podcast, sports podcast, non-political podcast, and a love podcast. We're going into that a little bit later after we talk Mike Sullivan. Penn's fan, Stuart, how pumped are we that we have him until 2027, the coach of the decade? You mean Vancouver he... Canucks former assistant coach, uh, Brad Sullivan? Mike Sullivan. <laughs> Mike Sullivan, sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, you know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they that had a choice, eh? The Canucks had a choice. They could have had Mike Sullivan as their head coach. And you know who they went with instead? Who? Yeah, he was only coach for one year. John Tortorella? Canucks. <laughs> Yeah. Was it Tortorella? Yeah, oh my torts, god, dude! Which that, I don't that care. didn't work out. That gave us one of the best years of torts ever. That's fair. I, that I hated it. We had the Sadiq's blocking shots, but like, do you remember when he tried to storm the the Flames locker room? Yeah, that was an amazing <laughs> clip. One of the most electric moments of the decade in hockey. But yeah, Mike Sullivan, super amped. Uh, I have no problems with his coaching, like whatsoever. I would run. Anytime I hear him speak in the locker room, I would run through a wall for him. It sounds like wow. it sounds like he still has all the players on the team, you know, mm-hmm. listening to him, like respecting what he has to say. Like he hasn't lost anybody. Um, there's nothing so, you would pick apart because as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, I love Keith, but there's still some things he does that I just wouldn't do. You know, like it's always going to be that though, right? There's, but that's like, what I'm saying. Always saying, saying that there isn't. If if that's true, I'm not sure. Nothing major that I can think about the top right. of my head. You're like, like, oh, I'd rather this guy play with this guy, but like that's about it, eh? Yeah, like my my points are like, oh man, some some of the games last year, I would have rather if you know, Mark Friedman played over, right? Chad, you're, you're talking about your sixth. Defenseman. I'm talking about my sixth defenseman, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it doesn't change the game. And coaches are and, always going to go with their older, more veteran, safer pick in their mind, right? Because they want somebody oh, yeah. who they know what they're going to get. It's and that's not get, what I hope from Sullivan this season. Is I hope. Uh, I hope Jeff Carter plays less and Teddy Bluger plays more is what I want out of this season. I want Carter to kind of play as little as possible before playoffs because even last year in the playoffs, he is not looking super good. So I'm like, praying, even if they're dude. like resting him or something. I'm praying that the, the new Pittsburgh Penguins organization, which is now located in Vancouver, um, just pulls the magic that they did in Pittsburgh and is just able to pull all these names out of a hat and they're these elite fucking players out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, the Mark best part of being a Yeah, fan. we'll put him in. Who's this fucking Chad Robo go? I don't know. He'll probably score tonight, though. Who the fuck the game is winner. Brian Rust? No idea. You're so oh, right, he scores Braden. 30 goals now? Okay, like, cool. Dude, even Jake Gensel. I remember when Gensel got called up. I was like, who the fuck is this Gensel kid? Second yeah, round who pick. is Jake Gensel? Never heard of him. Oh, he scores 40 goals now. Like, oh, okay, cool. On the All-Star game every at year. yeah. any cool. given time, the Pittsburgh Penguins are composed of at least three creative players in NHL. Of just these random names that the ball just threw together. Oh, they're from Finland? I don't know. Uh, Yankee, uh, you know, Tepa Newman. Oh, there you go. Oh, Leafs fans and Ottawa fans are hoping Cody Ceci gets kicked out of the league because he's not good enough. He's going to play as a top no. four defenseman as Pittsburgh he's, and play really well. now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> like, have you ever? Been I like... loved Cody Cece on Pittsburgh, dude. <laughs> Where is he, he now? He's really in Edmonton, good. right? He's on Edmonton. Yeah. He's bad again. Very <laughs> He's bad, bad again. again. <laughs> yeah, crazy how that happened. That's so, why yeah. I'm pretty excited about Ty Smith. I I know. I told you I like that move for them. Yeah, I, I think like, that can unlock his potential. What was I the move this offseason for the listeners? Ty it Smith. Was Ty uh, Smith for um, Ty Smith John Marino. Third for Marino, I think. Get some draft capital and a younger forward right defense yeah. and defense they traded, john marito was traded from edmonton to pittsburgh for a conditional sixth round pick 
So, Asset well, wasn't management. that because he wasn't going to sign? Even so, why is Edmonton not like I don't know, like still win for Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, yeah that was yeah. still a that was a Rutherford masterclass there. Still it really was. Yeah, they'll come. He'll he'll do it. I know he he, but he keeps saying he's going to blow up the team. Canucks fans are going to impatient, man. Like I don't know, you can't trade just for the sake of a trade, and I recognize that. But like, fuck me, man. They talked about oh, this team's not going to be recognizable. And we're coming to the season. It's like looks like it's still pretty recognizable. You see, CP twenty four got uh. Got faked out by some news there. Speaking of the Canucks and the Leafs, let's bring this around. CP24, the news channel, got faked out? Yeah, there was a fake tweet going around that the Leafs traded Sandine for Hoaglander, like one for one straight up, and it made CP24. Oh, I got him. I love <laughs> yeah. when Twitter people get trolled like that. Like when you see Sports Center, someone says something that like bury the uh, Twitter troll yeah. said, it's the best. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, so like, I'm like, still waiting for like, JT Miller to be traded to Pittsburgh. He man, he skates in the offseason. He's from Pittsburgh. I think. Uh, I don't think there's a f- trade to be made anymore now that uh, our boy Johnny Marines is gone. Uh, I'm terrified. Smith and a third plus. Oh, dude, I'm scared. <laughs> it's gonna be like him for uh, Marcus Patterson. Like I, I know they the like PD brothers. Apparently, I the, don't love Patterson. Apparently, the Canucks were looking at Evan Rodriguez, which doesn't make any sense because they don't have space for him, but. Um, I can't believe he's not signed yet, to be honest. The guy I can't believe is not signed is Sonny Milano. Why that, does he no, not have that an NHL? Too. That doesn't Both make sense. Both of those guys. That's a top six NHL player. If you don't sign Sonny Milano, you're an idiot. Why are you not calling him and signing him right now? Milano is on just, Anaheim, uh, right? Property of Anaheim? No, he, UFA now. No, he's UFA. They didn't, UFA. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't qualify, qualify they, him. They, yeah, oh, so that's just, right. They let him what leave. What are you doing? That's Trevor Zegers' running mate. And like for sure, Zegers like, definitely carried that guy to an extent. But like, no, that's a guy who can compliment it, a guy in your top six. You should sign Sonny Milano. I wonder if he's just expecting like unreal money. Or he like... might be, but at this point, dude, it's like dog days of hot girl summer. We went over this last week. Like <laughs> we did. Y- you know the deal, the market's not there for you. If you're a team that struggles with offense, why have you not called them? If you're the New York Islanders and you haven't signed a single person because you've been absolutely poo-poo at that and you need offense, why has Lou Lamorello not signed Sonny Milano? And Rodriguez, to be honest. Why are both of them not on that? I mean, Sonny Milano's a New York Islanders guy. It looks like he hasn't scored 20 once in his career. Dude, his name's, <laughs> his name's Sonny Milano. Why is he not a New York Islander? <laughs> you know what? You're talking to me right into it. I can close my eyes and picture in the orange and blue and white. Yeah. For sure, he doesn't put up a lot of... Like, he's more of a playmaker, right? But, like, I, that's a guy, man. Like, why is he's he not a, signed? He's... Uh, okay second line forward, but a really good third line forward. Yeah, he should dude, be that's on a team. Offensively inclined third line forward who you play on the power play. Mm-hmm. 34 points in 66 games. Yeah, like that's a 40-point player across yeah. 82. It, an insane head of hair on the kid too, eh? Have you oh, seen yeah. Wicked fro. Looking at he deserves 500k right just for that. Some dirty lettuce. <laughs> who was it traded for again? For Devin Shore. Oh, there you go. There's some there trivia go. for you. But like, yeah, man, like I don't... I don't get that. I really don't. Evan Rodriguez too. Now Rodriguez had that random blow up. Remember, where he was just god for like a, two weeks, and then he came back to earth. But he played good in the playoffs. I'll give him that. I he think he's a good playoff but he came player back in the playoffs. To me, mm-hmm. that's a guy who that's a good third line center. Oh yeah, I love Evan Rodriguez on my third line. Mm-hmm. I would kill to have Rodriguez back on the Penguins, to be honest. And we kind of need him. Our bottom six is maybe they a find a fit, huge right? question mark. But it is like, a question mark, especially down the middle. Those are two guys who it's just if you're Let Rodriguez play center and Carter on the wing, dude. Mm-hmm. PK Subban still doesn't have a deal. 
Oh man, I would earnestly love to see the <laughs> I Leafs really want take him on the Leafs. Thing. I really yeah. want to see him on the Leafs. You know, it would be so good for his career too. He would like sign a min league min deal, a PTO even, because the he'll get right into the best analyst role after. He already will, but you go yeah. from a Leaf, uh, you're getting anywhere you want. He is so good on the booth too. You guys seen him? He like I love yeah, how he's doing he's... it during the playoffs this year. Active player in the booth, love it. I'm just kind of the players that are still available. Like, yeah, PK's available. Louis Erickson, if you want him. Uh, no, he's going back to Sweden. Sorry. Calvin DeHaan's still available. Uh, someone will be snapping him up. They are. I know he's been in talks. Tyler Mont, elite fourth line center. Or, uh, well, center wing. Tyler, yeah, there's so many players, dude, that just should have a deal. Sam Ghani, even. That's a fourth line guy who you could plug on your power play. Like, I feel like Ghani should have a spot in the league just as a 13th forward, even, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. Victor Rask is still out there. I, I don't love the player, but that does feel like a guy who should have an NHL job. I don't know. That kind of surprises me, actually, because he was he's making a NHL pretty decent chunk player. of change for a while. Yeah. His advanced stats were not very good ever. He was trained straight up for Nino Niederreiter. He yeah. was. He. I'm just bringing up his NHL that totals. That looks bad now. 48 points, 45 points. Most recent years, he had 8 points in 18 games in Seattle, 13 and 29 with many, 23 and 54 the year before with many. 13 so that's yeah, like he's a serviceable third, third fourth, fourth liner yeah dude victor ask on your fourth line do you hate that but that's the thing like does he kill penalties does he like do anything no, like that he's if not, not very good defensively that you're right that is the issue you need to be able to kill penalties if you're in the bottom six if you can't make in the top six you better learn how to fucking back check <laughs> anyways is there any more hockey you guys want to talk about for hopping in a blc do we want to talk about mid players in the nhl <laughs> Um, let me do it quickly let's uh, do it so this segment is the most average player in our estimation in the entire NHL average player you cannot pick an average first liner an average fourth liner a player you like who is the most average player in the NHL what do you guys think could be anybody I really Uh, like the Mason Appleton pick I had earlier when we were talking about it I think that's the perfect guy he is very average what uh, is he, stayed, like a 30, 40-point guy? That's middle. If that, like 35 points, third-line center. I He's stayed fast, with the Penguins. The yeah, the I just Penguins? took uh, Teddy Bluger for my average player. I never you hate when he's on the ice, there. but he doesn't get a lot of get a lot of offense going either. But he's he's average. He gets like 35 points a year. That's not Can't bad. Can't complain about that. I was going to pick um, Yarn Crow. But I think he's a good pick. He's just he's just so good now after this offseason. I, I did decided that. that he's really <laughs> good. So I'm going to go with someone a little bit off the board. Not sure if everyone agrees, but I think he's exceptionally average. Matthew Joseph. Ottawa Senator. I don't know if that's fair just because I feel like that's a guy who's young and he's got a lot to grow still. Yeah. Is that too young? Yeah, I think he's going to be a good player. Wait, how old is he? It's like 24. Because like I don't when you're know. talking I think that's average, okay. yeah, twenty four. Uh, yeah. But he's defenseman, right? They take longer. Give me Jean Gabriel Peugeot. Oh, that's a good pick. Well, that's a very good pick. He is exceptionally average. Put him on any third oh, line in the league. Oh, here's another one. Brian Dezingle. Dezingle. That's hey, a that's great He's below average. Is he? I think Peugeot. Oh, never mind. Matthew Joseph is a right winger. I'm thinking of his brother Pierre. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Pierre Matthew Oliver Joseph, Joseph yeah, the I think Pittsburgh Penguin, who might not be on the nasty. defense this year, and I don't know I why, and I hate it. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. 
Yeah, I don't think he's making the team. It's between him and Ty Smith to play on the last defense spot. Oh, you make a trade. You have both those guys on your roster. If you That's can. why Pedersen needs to go. See ya. For okay. average. Tyler Ennis is elite. Um, yeah, we're correct. not putting him average. He is elite. <laughs> I love Tyler Ennis, man. Who doesn't love Tyler Ennis? Is he on a team? Yeah, he's on the Suns. I also love Josh Levo. He never got respect. Oh, Dude, he was a great. That was player. so good on the Canucks when he played, and then he destroyed yeah, his leg. It got broken, mm. and uh, then the Flames snatched him up, and he was just never the. Well, he wasn't the same. I don't, I don't know if you saw. He had twenty two goals, twenty four assists, and fifty four games this year in the AHL. But then in oh, the yeah? playoffs, he had fifteen goals in eighteen playoff games. I believe it. My boy Legend. Josh Levo with almost Josh a goal Levo per game in the NHL deserves playoffs. deserves to be an NHL player. That is absolutely. I agree with that. In the NHL. Mike Damn Babcock Mike hated him. No reason. He scratched no reason him, him as much as he could in 13 games that he managed to get in, scored 11 points. Like, come on. Um, no reason. Like I loved was. when he went to the Canucks. Yeah, he had 20 or he had 18 points in 49 games, 19 points in 36 games. Like he's he on like good. a forty point pace of the Canucks and he broke his leg and then we're just... talking about like oh, players getting man. paid three million, four million to do that. Like and yeah. he's not in the NHL. No, he he should be back. I'll take him over Victor Ask. All right, one other Correct. NHL um thing I want to talk about. Uh ardent listeners of this podcast may remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about goalies and who the Leafs should go after. And I was a very strong supporter of Mr. Aiden Hill, San Jose Sharks goaltender. Yeah, you made a ridiculous 20-minute rant about it. Now, it seems uh, I actually had a couple messages from an NHL team, and they're like, you sure? I went, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so then they went ahead, and the, the Vegas Golden Knights went ahead and traded a fourth-round pick for him. Absolute steal. He's worth at least three firsts. Uh, I'm telling you right now, Vegas has their goalie. That's their starter. You just wait. You just wait. Robin who? Who's Robin Leonard? I don't know. We have Aiden Hill. I'm gonna get an Aiden Hill Vegas Knights jersey. You you know what? Over a Phil Kessel. Yeah. I, oh, we didn't even talk about that. We need to talk about Phil Vegas. But like, you really me gonna a, make uh, Vegas fans forget about Flurry though? You give me a number. Give me an over number. Give me an over under. You think for wins for Aiden Hill with Vegas? Let's say he plays 55 games. I 23. Think, I wow, really? Okay, I was gonna say like thirty. I don't know. It's sure. Vegas. Let's, let's, let's put like, the middle. I think you put a league average goalie in there. He'll go twenty-eight and twenty-two. Okay, so let's put the middle. You want to call it Fair twenty-seven enough. and a half? Sure. Okay. Sure. Over twenty-seven point five wins. I will get an Eden Hill Vegas jersey. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just hear your okay. first. Wait, also, uh, listeners, if that, anyone is, that... is looking, if anyone is looking for a James Neal Vegas Golden Knights jersey, I do have one for sale. I bought it. Years ago, uh, thinking I would be able to sell it quickly, and I have not been able to so far. So, if you're looking for one, please let me know. I also have yeah, a Taylor Hall. Instagram. I also have a Taylor Hall away New Jersey Devils jersey, but the one with the green on it. It's pretty dirty. Wait, that's a nasty jersey. Yeah. So, if you want one, you let me know. DM Podless Change. DM Podless Change. <laughs> yeah. It, why did we never guess Phil Castle to where the casinos are located? We know he wanted to go to Arizona because the casinos were there. Why did we never guess that he would go to Vegas? I mean, he literally finished top 50 in a World Series of Poker tournament two years ago. So what are we doing here? Wait, is that legitimate? Yeah. 
He's good at poker. He's really good. Legitimate question. I did here. not know that. I've yeah. got two legitimate, like one legitimate question here, but there's a follow up or there's a there's a there's a lead up into it. What's the deal? Like eight seventy five, right? Or one point five? One point five. Yeah. We'll okay. Does Phil Kessel? Does he lose more money than he makes this year being near the casinos all year? One point five million. No, does he I spend think, that? Does he no, spend that deal so. just in the Nino? I think, I, don't think so. I think he's a sharp. I think when he goes, drops a bet, people get scared because it's Phil the Thrill. He knows what he's doing. I think <laughs> when you see him at the table, more. you walk away. You take your chips and you cash out. He's okay, a scary like, man. Because he'll win. He'll win because he's, he'll he's win. a good gambler. Yes. Does he gamble more than $1.5 million in Vegas this year? I think he already has. He's probably landed <laughs> yeah. last week, and he's up he, two mil. He just put yeah, the contract probably, on yeah, the he table. He probably just bet the contract on the table. He's he's probably he's just, one hand of backjack. Here's my direct deposit info. This is my Phil. This is my Phil Kessel impression of him winning um one point five million roulette. I'm gonna put one point five million on red. <clears throat> oh, nice! A hit. Where's the hot dogs? <laughs> Someone get me a coke. I fucking love Phil the Thrill. And how many games is he away from uh, the Ironman streak? Seventeen, like something like he'll he'll get it. Unless it's Vegas low, unless Vegas is Vegas and they scratch, they pull like a Babcock and scratch him for no reason. There's no shot. It's and he's his projected record. to hit a thousand, right? Like this what? year, thousand oh, games he already had in a in a I row. Think he's already over in a row. Yeah, sorry. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's at nine eighty in a row right now, so. He'll get to a thousand games in a row without missing a game. Phil the Thrill Kessel. How does that guy, like if you showed me, showed a random guy who doesn't know every NHL player in the in the entire league, and you asked him, pick one player that lasts a thousand games in a row without injury, without missing a beat. How is that body in that person your pick? You know what I mean? I'd hate to say it, but he's got a little bit of milk bod. Not shaming. We love milk pods. I have one. But that guy in the NHL, a thousand straight games played. But then it's that weird thing with Knock your body. Knock on wood. Like, if you're in the gym every day training, you're more likely to injure yourself. Because you're putting your body through like tough shit all the time, right? Right. Those that guys are just chilling on the couch. Those There's guys no are way right. fills in the gym every day. No, no absolutely not. Those guys that are able to ride that line of like, you know, working out enough that like, their body's not comfortable. But even then, like it's not like Phil works out at all. Like he plays hockey and that's his workout. Phil says he doesn't wear skates until two or three days before training camp. He's such a rock star. He is the man. I love Phil the Thrill Castle. And he's going to put up, I'd say, how many goals did he score last year? Like seven or something? Not many. But Give me 20 goals this year in Vegas. For, Phil okay, the that, Thrill Castle. Okay, here's your over-under. Here's your over-under. Uh, 17.5. No, 15.5 for Phil the Thrill. For Vegas. goals? Over. Yeah, over. That, for over. a jersey. That's what you have to get for a jersey. Give me no twenty because I took said twenty. If he hits twenty, that's too. I don't. Dude, he hit seven. Like, he, and what do you have the year before? Like, let's be realistic here. Off of his numbers, I do think it's Phil. But like, come on now. If he hits twenty, I'll buy Angela Castle jersey. Phil throw Castle in fifty six games the year before scored twenty goals. So, in Maybe an eighty two game season, he still had he, he still had twenty four. He still had forty four assists. <laughs> Yeah, and he's gonna be on first line power play too, right? Like yeah, so I will give, I will buy my Phil Kessel after he scores more than twenty goals this year. What's his, what's his uh, odds for the Rocket? Uh, Take he had a look. Fourteen the year before, so fourteen, twenty, and eight in Arizona. Right in Pittsburgh, it was a I lot. I think we should go that. a little under twenty. 
No, in an 82 game season in Pitts in Arizona two years ago, the last he scored time he 20 had more 56 than, games. Yeah. The last time he had more than 20 goals was five, like five years ago now. What? He hit 20 and 56. That's like more. We, I said he, more. Okay, but he hasn't missed a game in fucking over a decade. So I can pen him down for 82 games this year. All right. 20.5 is the over. Hey, so he scores one in four game. Like one 19 and, and a half. I'll take over 19 and a half. Okay, 19 and a half. And we'll be rocking Aiden Hill and Kessel jerseys. Well, so my over he... under 20, 27.5, right? For wins for Aiden Hill. Okay, somebody write this all down. So, uh, producer Jew, Drew is on it. We have hired. What was that? From Drew. Uh, I said producer Jew, and I might need to cut Whoa, that. Oh, yeah. I, I did not that. mean to cut do that. that. You cut that. Not to say that Jewish people are all producers, they're not. You cut that. They're usually lawyers and bankers. Um, so for BLC, Braden, how are we doing this week looking for love? A good week. A good week? When was the last time we heard that, Stu? It's been all about. It's been a little bit. It's definitely been a little bit. It's so good to I'm hear, boy. I'm pumped and, up for uh, you. So I'm hanging out, and as I do, as I does, I go to the bar on the Saturday night. So now leading into this, I wasn't sure if I was going to go out. I was sitting at home, had a pounding headache. And I went, ah, ah, I don't feel good. So I'm like, I'll go to the pre first and I'll see how I'm feeling there. So we go to the pre and I'm having a couple drinks. I'm like, ah, my head still hurts. Maybe I should go home. And I had a little voice inside my head and I went, Braden, what if this is a week that you find love at the bar? No, what likely, if it's but, the week, right? What if you it's never the know. week? So I went, uh, you know what? Let's still force yourself. There's a bar we're going to to pre before the main bar. So I went, okay, let's go to okay, the pre bar. We'll see if we'll see if I can pitter patter get into Adder. Here we so, go. We go to this bar and it's like an arcade bar. You know, there's arcade games, you know, like pinball. Wait, like, explain to the viewers what an arcade bar is. And like Pac-Man <laughs> and stuff like that. It's got all the it's like an old like classic arcade with like booze so i'm like that's pretty cool so we go and um me and one of my boys adam from oshawa decide let's play dui simulator now if you're unaware what dui simulator is you go to an arcade or somewhere where it has like a driving game uh you know one where you sit in a driver chair with a wheel you get absolutely obliterated and you see who could drive better uh while intoxicated in the first person view um you can get all the fun of a dui without actually endangering anyone just like a dui actually does we do not torturing <laughs> and driving uh we do if it's in a video game all the fun of a dui i recommend i recommend it if you're <laughs> if it's in a video game there's no repercussions and it's fun as hell so um <laughs> wait wait just to be clear the the loose change podcast is anti drunk driving. I just want to make that clear with that little bit. But we are but pro digital drunk. We are pro driving. digital drunk driving. Okay, extremely pro. We actually recommend it. Mothers um, against drunk driving is actually a sponsor of ours. We are fathers for drunk digital driving. Um, someone get that acronym. FFDDD. D. Triple E. Anyhow, triple E. Um. So yeah, we do that and like. I'll be honest, like the rum and cokes did something for me when I was driving that car, dude. Like I was like, all right, like I'm time, I'm ready to go. Virtually. So, no, but nobody, nobody clipped that. <laughs> nobody clipped that. So <laughs> we go over to the bar. And, uh, Found the I'd, clip of the week. I had invited some friends out too, eh? So we go to the bar and oh boy, it was like a, a melangerie. I think that's the word. A collection, right? Of pasta, love corner. Melangerie? Melangerie. 
a, a menagerie or a menagerie. I don't know. I may have just combined three words to make a new one. I may have just used three random words. <laughs> Point is, it's a menagerie. That's the word we're going to use of uh, past menagerie of participants. So we mm. had we had the lady who uh, who who was into me, and I asked for drinks, and she said yes, and then ghosted me. She was at the bar. We had her OnlyFans friend, uh, lady who was also at the bar. Um, was talking to them both during the night. It was pretty funny. Um, lady who you were uh, talking to them both throughout the night, or uh, yeah, I, I said no talking. I said okay. Hi I heard talking. Like, the lady who was like down, like the one who like ghosted me randomly after like, showing like a lot of interest, kept grinding at me at the bar and like grabbed me and shit. And I just called her out. I was like, "You're not coming home with me. I'm not buying you drinks. Like, what are we doing here?" And then she just laughed and kept doing it. We we're like, "All right, like I'm not gonna say stop. Like, whatever. You you do you." Right. Um. So, that Did you, but you didn't fall in love with either of those girls. Is there no? So then I'm I'm still hanging out, and at one point my my boy, our boy, uh, love corner favorite T Par calls me over. Shout out T Par Eskimo. Shout out T Par. We love this kid. <laughs> um. So we go. Uh, we go. I goes and sits down with him, hey, and he's talking to this lady, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys, you gotta talk to this girl. She likes music." I'm like, "I like music." You know, me and T, we we play music together. We do vinyl together. So we're both in the music, and uh, she like looks at me and then looks away and like just keeps talking to T. I'm like, "Oh, like T was trying to wing, but like T's a sexy man. Like she's she's interested in T." Right, so right. I'm right. sitting there, and there's this other lady beside me who's one of uh, the you know aforementioned lady's friends. So we start talking. And things got aggressive very fast. Um, you and where, his friend. Yeah, like, um, it's the best way to put this delicately. She was, like, grabbing my throat in the middle of the bar and telling me I was her slut. And I was like, yeah, you could put shit in my ass. Like, I do not care. Like, you could do whatever you want to me. Um, so we're kind of a match made in heaven. You're doing that in the bar, eh? Yeah, we didn't make out in the bar. Oh, dude, I got to tell this story in a second. We didn't make out in the bar because, like, that's a little egregious. A little peck here and there is okay. But otherwise, like, save it till you get outside or, like, you know, you try your best. Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the part I wanted to mention why I bring that up is that there was a dude who was just finger blasting a girl in the middle of the dance floor, like, in front of everybody. Everyone was just staring at him. And it, it was her thumb was up his ass, like, in, like, he was dicking for gold, dude. It was insane. Jesus, we don't <laughs> like that. We are anti that. We are anti that. Like you should be put down if you do that shit in a bar. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so I'm like the lady I'm talking with. Um, we're 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 talking and talking and talking virtually. She, no, physically in person. And then she goes uh, the ball job. She's a little bit older than me. Okay, uh, what's a little bit older than you? A couple uh, years. The big three zero. All right, five years older than you. So she goes, I want to be a cougar. And I'm like, I can make you feel young again. I I know I use that line without a doubt. Um, I can make you feel young again. Because <laughs> 30's not young. That's just call her old to her she, face. She's like, she's like, I always wanted to be. No, she said to me, she goes, I've always wanted to be a cougar. Oh, my God. So I you're, think that's how it you're started. trying to help her dreams. At that I think point. that's how it started. And I was like, I can make you feel young again. And then that's hmm. when she started calling me a slut. And then she told me she didn't want me if I was ran through. So I told her I was a virgin. Um. We, we later clarified I wasn't, but I thought it was a funny line to say. Um, sure. Okay. But then she was like pouring drinks down my throat and shit. Um, so I loved every minute of it. Virtually. I was like, I left that bar wet as fuck. Like just, you know, because drinks were covered on me. But I was like, this is amazing. This is an amazing night. So I was like, what'd you do? And then she's like coming over. I was like, all right, this is fantastic. I, I love this woman. Did she come over? No. Her friend 
did uh, was not a fan. She was like, not not the not the the aforementioned friend. A different friend was like, hey, why you're coming home with us? But she's like, let me get this kid's number and and stuff first. So she got both of those. I have been uh, messaging her since. Uh, she's not around super super close, but we'll probably link sometime soon. That's fun. We're loving, we're loving life. A little love interest. And it sounded really romantic how you guys were talking. So that's cute. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, I just at one point at one point she goes, I love it. And I go, what? And she goes, Your attitude, your vibe. And I go, What's that? She goes, You're so fucking confident. And I was like, Thank you. It actually it's just a complete mask of the deep insecurities I feel on a daily basis. But I'm glad that you can't tell. Uh, Which is like that. so meta because it's true but the way you say it is still so confident mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so nobody knows nobody knows what's real nobody knows what's not you're so meta it's crisscross <laughs> so <laughs> we had that uh happen to the kid and then new match on the tindy um messaging her oh yeah so we got dude look at you you're going in the real world and the virtual world and this lady too, I saw on the day on the apps like a bit ago, and I was like, oh, she's like cute as fuck. Like I hope I match there. Did not match there on Hinge, but did get the Tinder match. Did get the Insta, the Insta. Been in the Insta DMs talking there because okay. I asked for her number, and she said not yet. I don't give that out right away because I'm not comfortable with strangers off the internet. Okay, yeah, fair enough. You're a stranger, and she met you on the internet. Hey, I said this to you guys before. Do I really think there's a bit? Do I think there's a big difference between Insta and like your phone number? I don't like just a strange. I don't know. I don't really get like. Here's the thing. Do I get why it makes someone feel safer? No. I think if I was a crazy stalker, like each are like just as bad. But I'm not a crazy Virtually. stalker for starters. And B, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because like, you know, it's whatever makes you feel more comfortable, right? And that's what we got to keep in mind. It doesn't matter if you understand it. It's just go, oh, yeah, no worries. Like for sure. The we'll first of the girl. I mean, they, they know more than me. Absolutely. Right. If that's what makes her comfortable, then that's what you go with. Like that's always your your default line. It's what people feel most comfortable with. Um. But yeah, like suddenly out of nowhere, we have options. I can't wait till next week when I tell you how I blew them both. <laughs> <laughs> Virtually. Virtually. Or digitally. Man, that's pretty good. But uh, yeah, it's been You're not going to blow them both. Yeah, I'm I feel good, buddy. We feel the good. Older, buddy. The older, the, the cougar lady, she, the first text I got from her that night, um, my friend says she wants Man Bun's number. That's the first text I got from her, referring to my boy T Par. Of course. So I text her back and I go, I'm sorry. Like T Par's in a committed five year relationship. He's unavailable for uh wandering eyes. And uh sorry about ins- it. Dude, it's insane because we told that girl at the bar. Like at one point she like made a move on T and he was like, No, sorry, like I have a girlfriend. Like I was just talking to you because I thought you were cool. And she got pissed. Like, what the fuck? Why the fuck would you even talk to me then? Like just pulling shit like that. And it's just like no, dude, like he's a legitimately nice guy. Like he just thought you were a cool person. Sorry for being friendly. My oh, bad. Yeah, like sorry for just being cool like and having a le- cool conversation. It's in- it's insane to hear somebody complain about a dude not trying to sleep with you at the bar. Yeah, I mean, when every other one is. There you go. That's what makes him so desirable. It is. And the fact that he I does will not say, desire. I'm sure you guys have had this too. When you're single, you're like, oh, yeah, I am that. Well, as you've seen through my uh, escapades here, it's like, fuck, I'm like, I'm nothing. When you're in a relationship, you, you're you like, for whatever reason, you are so much more attractive. I've seen Stuart literally have to run away from girls before. Ever as, since soon, as soon as you say you're in a relationship, for whatever reason, that's just magnet. 
virtually like, every time i'm in a relationship i'm like oh the i forgot like if, if this ends for whatever reason it's gonna be easy to get back out there everybody wants me it's because people want what they can't have as soon as they can have what they can not a fan anymore that's just how she goes yeah yeah um but that is i think look looking good for next week for blc so to be not bad. here's my question to you too and then we'll get some viewer response here as well i move fast ish i think you have to move fast and show intentions fast so um it does seem like you're a rusher like i would not be surprised if like Two weeks from now, you told me you're in a relationship. Like I could I'm not like happen. that. I'm not like that. I actually no? do take my time. No, no. My really? first. Yeah, I'm just in my last relationship. Well, you know, the last one was a little bit messy in terms of how we eventually got to dating. Sure. Um, given that it took, depending on which way we want to use, anywhere from six months to a year and a bit. Um, but the one before that. Slow play. We started talking in January, like three months. I don't know if that's a fast or slow time to go from like first time you start seeing each other to the dating um what do you think is an appropriate timeline from first talking to exclusive um you guys first started talking you guys like are you guys going on dates so this is what i was gonna ask next is i matched with her yesterday i hit her up yesterday and then around like you know going into the evening like around seven or eight she responded or nine ish i actually i think she responded for the first time this is not the cougar. This is the the, the Tinder one. Um, and then we talked for uh, probably till midnight. And I was like getting tired. I was like, I got to go to the gym tomorrow. But like, I got to get this lady's number before I go to bed. Like, that was my thing. I was like, I got to see what she's looking for on here. And I got to I gotta go to bed and get her number. So got to check um, that list before going to bed. Yeah, I, I, I think within your first initial conversation off Tinder, you should try to get that number or something. Establish what you guys are like. Like, have your casual conversation. Move it to, so what are you looking for on here? Make sure you guys are on the same page and then get the number and move off of Tinder within the first conversation. And then you slow play it after that. So that sounds even like quick. Well, because, well, that's my thing there. It's just to me, you should be getting off Tinder as fast as you can. Mm. Why you, is that? Because like you're right next to all the other messages. You're Why right next that? to all the other messages. And like when you're in Tinder, if you're in Tinder too long, you're just a Tinder dude. You 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 become like you're not going to meet this person. Like you, you are be on solely Tinder, but Tinder not a Tinder dude. Yeah, no, you're yeah. you're the person. You're each other's like drunk. Like hey, you should come over at three in the morning when you're out of the bar. When neither of you have any intention of going to the other person's place. Like you know what I mean? Like and if you see each other in person somehow at a bar, it's a oh my god, hey, it's that person. It's never a like right. oh perfect right. But like, if you're messaging each other on Instagram, you guys met on Tinder. That feels yeah. I I agree with that. I could see right. That. Like it, you're moving off so how long now how long do i go until asking for drinks today's tuesday oh, okay do i ask for drinks saturday what do you think Stu? i think that's very reasonable i think saturday so. was that gives you tuesday wednesday thursday like friday, ask thursday four days of talking do i ask thursday for friday or saturday night drinks i think that's more than reasonable i, I think yeah at the end of thursday like as the Right, Thursday, Thursday yeah. evening. Hey, do you want to go for drinks tomorrow, Saturday night? Assuming you guys talk tomorrow and Thursday well. Yeah, I think so. Probably. We've been talking all day today. I think that's more than reasonable. And then as she was clearly a little bit iffy with the stranger thing with the phone, you can give her an extra day or two. Yeah. But Yeah, and hey, I got it. Like, of course, if dude chicks got to deal with shit, the dudes don't. Like, dudes yeah. are shitty. Some people, dudes are shitty, right? So, hey, whatever makes you feel comfortable and your boy's down with it. But okay, that's our plan then. Viewers, let us know if you agree with that. Um, outside of that, 
<laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the loose change podcast i know last week we said oh who knows if we're gonna have it out this week we are actually now we're closing it out tyler Surprise. i have a question for you what? because Stu, i don't know if you have anything about this or if uh, you found out alongside of me and the viewers at the same time do we get any additional insight into this football yes announcement we are coming to you guys live this week it is either going to drop before the weekend or on the weekend very latest monday the football podcast is coming loose change presents counting yards i like it pretty good name um so that does it we for our hockey podcast don't think we're going away we're doing a hockey podcast once a week this is our how we started this is our favorite sport we love hockey we're not going away we're going to do some football once a week for football season we're going to do some hockey every week as we always do and to end it off did you guys hear about that one guy who dipped his balls in glitter pretty nuts pretty nuts